1: On Diamondbacks Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now in today's show, we got Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres on the pod today, and we're discussing uh, we're discussing a whole bunch, mostly about the D-backs today. We're talking about why didn't they trade Ketel Marte, their returns at the deadline, can their rotation be competitive next season, even a little Robbie Ray talk we get in there. So we got a whole bunch to talk to you guys about today with Javi Reyes, but first... This episode is brought to you by Spotify Room. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs win. Download the app to get in on the action. Now, let's jump right into the pod with Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres. All right, back on the pod. It's been a minute, but you guys already know who he is. It's Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres. Javi, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It has been a
0: minute, sir, and I'm so excited to be back talking whatever talking d-backs talking padres but just talking baseball and just talking to be honest i I love doing our crossovers i think they're always full of energy and i always love seeing your face on our zoom calls because you have a peculiar camera setup where it looks like <laughs> the camera's below your chin so it's really funny seeing like this perspective every time i really enjoy it man
1: That's because the dell it has the worst camera setup it puts the camera beneath the screen so it looks like everyone's always <laughs> looking up on me so if we want to look at eye level i have to put this laptop on like five stacks of books which is just a very tedious process and also i have to give a quick shout out to you because ps5 is secured oh, thank oh, oh, thanks go. to you all thanks to you Bobby. uh you you know, give me those you didn't twitter. tell me man you didn't tell yeah. me those twitter recommendations i secured it like last weekend or the weekend before that when i came back from vegas i've been playing got the ratchet and clank Ooh, going vegas. hey now here we yeah, go hey oh now. you've been playing the
0: ratchet and clank oh. okay, okay.
1: <laughs> we'll <laughs> save that for that we gotta say that yeah we'll save that for the end. hilariously
0: enough i haven't finished the game yet i've been doing a lot of work and also just watching so many shows that i keep forgetting to just go and finish it and i like it a lot too so can't wait yeah. to talk about that yet but yeah. yeah it's 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 been a minute man and i'm excited to talk about all this baseball stuff it's so funny because like i don't think it was our last chat we had maybe it was i can't remember but the one we did we did talk about ratchet click at the end and anime <laughs> yeah. stuff which i imagine will get brought up again but we also it was it was coming off of your team on a mini hot streak back mm-hmm. when there was hope and i kind of want to like Maya just go and split up and splice up the audio for when you were just, you came firing out of a cannon when we did our crossover. And that was, I honestly, that was probably the last time there was any semblance of good baseball going out of there. <laughs> yeah. It was just so funny. Like look, back to you and I know you were doing it for, for the, for, you know, for the bit. That's I know you were trying to like thing. excite people and all that stuff. Eduardo Escobar Carson Kelly and all these guys. And then it's, and then it kind of fell off and whatnot, I guess. I guess let's just get right into it. What is kind of going on in Arizona land? How is it like, like just covering this team? Because I know it must be quite difficult, especially in baseball. It's not like football and basketball where like, Oh, uh, you can look forward to the lottery pick or in football where it's yeah. like, sometimes there's this like masochistic fun thing that happens in football when your team stinks where you could just complain every Sunday because it's only one day. So what's going on, man?
1: Yeah, that's probably the most annoying thing about baseball is like after 50 games, this team was pretty much dead in the water. And I have to watch <laughs> another 110 of this. I mean, because back, you know, when I was that overzealous character, I mean, it was kind of real. I mean, the D-backs back at the mid-May, they were like top three in home runs, run scored like their offensive numbers were insane in the national league. And ever since then, they've fallen off a cliff. I believe in the next two months combined, their win total was less than the month of may. Uh, right now they're having a pretty deep, they're actually having a pretty decent second half or no, you know, top contender, but we're like, five games under 500 in the second half. That's actually an nice. incredible pace for the D back. So yeah, covering this team every day, uh, it's, it's tough. You got to find the little things that make you happy when covering this team. You know, maybe it's that young gun coming in from, from the, from the farm system, you know, that young prospect. Now, usually when that prospect makes his debut for the D backs, he might give up 500 runs and two home runs. That just seems to be the way it goes. The D backs developmental system. I don't know what's up with the D backs developmental system. Uh, usually it seems like the longer you stay with the D backs, the worse you're going to get, AKA Robbie Ray. I mean, that dude might win the Cy Young all of a sudden, with Kyle Gibson now. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah. Robbie Ray all of a sudden is one of the best three pitchers in the American League and (laughs) it has not been fun, but thankfully he's in a different league. So I don't even have to watch Robbie Ray. He's on when I'm at work. So I, I don't even he's up in Canada now. So I don't even have to worry about Robbie Ray anymore. Not even in this country, but yeah, this team isn't doing too good, but there is some reason for hope a little bit of optimism as you saw this sunday that boy Masson and bumgarner he's been balling oh no. recently he's trying try
0: to trigger me now <laughs> hey get the
1: rope he's pulling me in javi he's pulling me in he's got me thinking maybe next season i'm not saying the d-backs are going to be good but at least in terms of the rotation might be competitive enough to be you know maybe a wild card rotation i don't know about the rest of the team but i'm just speaking the rotation uh-huh. when if you compare side by side to the giants yeah a lot of the giants guys are having very good seasons but just in terms of on paper, you know, name value, Gosman, Gallon. I'm canceled. I'm, I'm gonna cancel those two out. And then after that, it's like Alex Wood, it's like Del Scafani. I mean, Merrill Kelly and Bumgarner can match up with those guys in their best season. So I'm having mm-hmm. a little, a little bit of optimism that maybe the rotation next season won't be awful, but still a lot of holes in the lineup. And we have by far the worst bullpen in baseball. It needs a major overhaul. <laughs> Caleb Smith is going back to the bullpen announced today, yeah. and he's immediately going to be our best reliever, sadly. Javi and I will continue talking about that D-backs rotation compared to the Giants rotation, but this episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me, at MillerThomas, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this weekend. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. See you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to
0: the pod. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not happy to hear that Madison garter isn't just a total disaster, trash fire. I obviously don't like him as much, but of course, I've told you, Joe Kelly is my real true arch nemesis. At <laughs> yeah. least at least Madison bubgarter has been like, I don't know. Good before. i unlike like, Joe Kelly, who we all just pretend we fade excitement. Like, Oh, look at him. Throwing fastballs at people's heads. That's really fun. But um, yeah, I think that with the D backs, it's very much like if anybody right now is saying, Oh no, what are you talking about, man? Better rotation than the Giants. First of all, who knows? It's baseball. Second of all, I actually understand your point about gallon and gossip potentially uh, cancel each other out. And three, give my guy a break. I mean, he's got to hold on to some hope. You know what I mean? Folks like this is, it's really tough over at Arizona and we're playing each other starting. We're not recording this, uh, uh, you know, on the day of, but we're playing each other this weekend, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. And that should be exciting. Um, at least for, for, you know, baseball fans for these two teams. And I think that with the D backs, you mentioned, you mentioned Robbie Ray, which is like one of, I think the first crossover you and I ever did, which like disturbingly enough was like a year and a half ago. That's how long we've known each other, I think. So (laughs) that's, that's really disturbing to think about. One of the things I asked you about was Robbie Ray and the trade stuff. And like, you know, I told you how I love Robbie Ray. I think he's so much fun, but I don't like him as much anymore because he's actually good now. You know what I mean? And it's actually a little bit of a surprise given that, You would think heading over to not just transitioning leagues, but he's heading over to the American League with the DH, you would think, so this is when he recaptures that like 2017, whatever year it was, Mm -hmm. form where he was like top six in Cy Young, striking out every batter. That's what he's been this year. And that's one of the things about the Blue Jays is their rotation. Well, they did just bring in uh Barrios, they also have Alec Manoa and then they have Robbie Rice. So maybe not that bad. Don't sleep on the Blue Jays. It wouldn't shock me no. if the Blue Jays have a Philadelphia Phillies like win streak at some point uh this year, because that division is super contentious. I actually think it's super fun the AL uh East. But what do you think? I guess let me just ask you, how are you feeling about the return you got from Robbie Ray after that trade that occurred and what
1: have you? Yeah, let me look up the trade because I'm because yeah, what I don't sure,
0: even remember what it was.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got Travis Bergen back in that deal, and I don't even think he's with the team right now. Let's see Oof. if I could find it. Blue Jays do acquire Robbie Ray, because Robbie Ray. Uh, I got into a little, not Twitter spat, but someone, because I commented, <laughs> like, oh, Robbie Ray's having a good season, you know, got out of Arizona. That change of scenery really helped him. And someone responded, no, all they did was give him back his original delivery that he used in 2017. The D backs tweaked with his delivery so much, he, he turned into a totally different pitcher. So all the Blue Jays did was let him go back to his basics. And now look at him. He's back to his 2017 form. And the D backs acquired, yeah, I was right, Travis Bergen in the Robbie Ray deal. That's one of those deals where it's like, yeah, just give me, you know, some random picture off your staff. Uh, He's not actually Travis Bergen. I forgot about this. He, we actually traded him back to the Blue Jays for a deal earlier this season. So he's actually back on the Blue Jays. So the guy we got in return for Robbie Ray is actually back on the team that traded him to us. Oh, no. That's how. That's what the D-backs <laughs> are doing now. here. I totally forgot about that. I believe we acquired Travis Bergen in some random deal earlier in the year. Maybe it was in that uh, Nick, Nick Heath deal. Uh, D-backs. Oh, we just purchased. We purchased? Oh, he was purchased by the Blue Jays from the D back. So we actually traded him for just straight up cash. It sounds like, or he just bought us. I think we designated him and then the the Blue Jays acquired him. So whatever happened, Mm we acquired Bergen for Robbie Ray. And then somehow the blue Jays ended up with Bergen again a year later. So you can say it was a fleece. Okay. If that was in fantasy, (laughs) you would call that a fleece. And so the D-backs got an awful return (laughs) for a guy who might win Cy Young this year. I mean, that's, that's what the (laughs) D-backs do. They don't know. I mean, just look at our trade deadline. We're going to talk about the Padres in a second, but, I thought the you know, they had me on the MLB trade deadline show because I thought the D backs <laughs> were gonna be, you know, a fire sale. I thought we were gonna be what the Chicago Cubs were, and none of it happened. We moved Eduardo Escobar, but I, you know, I hate that. I hate the return we got there. If you want to talk about a, a crappy return, I mean, we got back a 26 year old catcher who's never caught a game in the majors before, and an 18 year old prospect who's not even, you know, he's in like the Dominican League right now. Might not see him for seven years, so we'll see what that return turns into, and then. Outside of that, we traded Joaquin Soria to the Blue Jays. Just more, we're just here to help out the Blue Jays. We just <laughs> yeah. want the Blue Jays to win the World Series. I guess.
0: best candidate for the Blue Jays.
1: <laughs> yeah, is not like you know he he was like average this year. But we, the D-backs never are in position to close games, so it's kind of pointless to even have a closer on your team when you're the the dime back. Mm-hmm. So we still don't know the return there. Two players to be named later. So th- those are my f- that's my favorite name. PTBNL players to be named later. I think I got that right. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it. That's All right, it.
1: yeah. Look at that. Nailed like, you yeah. nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it. I'm nailing it, unlike the D backs nailing the trade deadline. So uh yeah, it, it's the return hasn't been good for Robbie Ray. The return hasn't been good for anyone. I hate the trade deadline, even though it was really fun outside the you know what Arizona did. It, it was maybe the most exciting deadline of any sport, you know, in American sports history. Uh yeah, but seriously, yeah, just a hundred percent. I mean. Especially because let's take it. You, you bring up the
0: big words there. All right, all right. All right. Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. All right. The American sports history. But like, it's not that far off. I've been saying a bunch of times on my podcast that the deadline was the last one that was that good was basically 2015. 2015 was the Tulowitzki again, to the Blue Jays, which has been they've been like the heroes of today's podcast. The the Blue Jays getting Tulowitzki, They get David Price. Carlos Gomez, for all my baseball fans that remember when he was like a genuine, really good player. He goes to the Astros. You had the UN assessment as trade that year. I think you had Johnny Cueto get moved. You had Ben Zobris go to the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken, or the Royals. I think it was, the, it was the Royals. It was the Royals. He signed with the, with the Cubs, but there was like a lot of moving pieces. And this one, we always talk about teams that they should have a fire sale. Right. Mm. We, the D backs, they should have a fire sale. Trust me, the Padres have been in this uh position before. Just go far as back as uh oh, so twenty sixteen when they had when they first brought in Myers and Upton. Everyone's like fire I fire sale and they didn't quite fully do it. That's what always happens. You never quite always get those full fire sales. There's always a couple guys that move, right? Like the biggest, biggest trade piece, but it's never a fire sale. This year, we genuinely got that with the Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs, Javi Baez. The only one that's still there is Wilson Contreras, basically, but they they get rid of Kimbrell. They get rid of Bryant. They get rid of Javi Baez. They get rid of Anthony Rizzo. Like They got rid of everyone on that team. And if you want to count Darvish, I mean, but that was, you know, last off season obviously to my team. And then you have who's the other team that had a major fire? So the Nationals and they did yeah. it in the span of like 24 hours which was just uh, unbelievable. And then your team, you did get managed to trade away Eduardo, Eduardo Escobar. I guess the final question I do want to ask with you in terms of your team and then we can kind of transition to whatever the heck we want to talk about, I <laughs> yeah. guess is is, oh, I got you, questions, Javi. Don't you worry. Oh, I got questions. <laughs> you got questions? All right, I'm Don't excited. Don't you worry. Man. I'm excited to relive my PTSD
1: for the, the trade deadline. <laughs> Javi will ask me a question for once, but did you know Bilbar Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There is a flavor for everyone, and the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but it's high in protein and it's high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Just go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You have the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's get back to the pod. Quetzal
0: Marte, uh-huh. very good player. Do you think they should have moved him? Do you think it was smart they they kept him? What is kind of the thinking there? Because I know that there are a ton of teams that would have wanted him because breaking news, he's one of like the 10 best outfielders in baseball, at minimum, by the way. But guys, I mean, even when you see him play against the Padres, you're like, holy smokes, <laughs> this guy's a good player. So how is it feeling about the, the Marte party, I guess? Which yeah, no longer it, the Marte party, but, you know.
1: It's a party of one now, but that's it's okay. It's a party one, yeah, You yeah. know, we're all loners <laughs> out here. I'm a loner. That's okay. Uh, tell Marte, yeah. I I thought they should have kept him. One, he's super young, so he's still only 27 in the prime of his career. So, realistically, you know, you got that Bumgarner deal. So, realistically, you still want to try to win in the next two to three seasons, if that's even possible. So, we'll see there. And the other reason why I think it's smart to keep him, Ketel Marte is not getting paid a lot. This is the guy who's making less, 10 million or less for the next three seasons. He's locked up for three more years at 10 million or less. There's a couple mm. of team options in there, but still I, I why wouldn't the D-backs pick up an $8 million team option? So if he's locked up for three more seasons. You could still, you still got another season or two to play with before you feel like you have to trade Ketel Marte. And we, you know, Mike Hayes the GM of the D-backs, he had to step away for some time because of personal health reasons with his wife. But the assistant GM said, Hey, if any major moves are going to come, they're not going to come during the trade deadline. And he was specifically talking about Kittel Marte. So there yes. still might be a scenario with Kitel Marte moves during the summer, but I think they're going to mm-hmm. at least wait another season. Maybe. Yeah, two. there's no rush. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you get in that lame duck year, like, How the Rockies are with Trevor Story right now. I don't think we're going to do the Trevor Story thing. And actually, I think we'll actually move Capitell Marte at that point because that's where history has shown us with the D backs Zach Granke, Paul Goldschmidt. When it's time to pony up and and pay these guys, the D backs don't want to do it. They did pay Granke, but. Once he was starting to come and off, Bumgarner, little, yeah, yeah, and they paid Bumgarner, yeah. So they they paid the you know the really old pitchers who are out of their prime. That that's their mo, I guess, when it comes to big free agent spending. <laughs> so I, I think the Dbacks will eventually move Ketel Marte if they're still you know a bottom five team in baseball in the next two seasons. But right now, let's just keep him and guess what? Who cares? Let's lock him up for ten more years, even if the Dbacks aren't good for the next two, because you're still gonna want you know someone to build around. You know, even if he's 32 years old, baseball players can be productive till 37, 38, 39. So I don't think there should be any rush to trade Ketel Marte. I actually think they should be doing the opposite and going all in and try to lock him up because I don't think he's going to be super expensive. I feel like the the value of Keto Marte from like outsider's perspective feel like he's not super highly valued in, in today's game like I, I feel like people don't view him on the level of like a Trevor Story or Francisco Lindor or some other similar type players who he has offensive production matches but I, I just don't think his name value carries the same weight as a lot of other guys mm-hmm. and
0: it's certainly not like you know this this is one of those guys where the power doesn't always show up right like i mean i'm yeah. just looking at the numbers and granted he's only played 44 games so that needs yeah. to be brought up he's only played 44 but four home runs he's got a good slash line though with the slugging and the on base and batting average skills so it, it clearly shows that last year was a weird kind of fluky weird 2020 season with the two home runs which he proceeded to eclipse in what a week this year which is <laughs> yeah. very weird um but like Catel Marte, i think is going to be very interesting you bring up the rockies yeah like the trevor story he himself voicing his displeasure with that whole thing, just being really frustrated and being like, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on here. Clearly the Rockies should have traded him before the season, or they at least should have traded him. But I guess they like compensation picks, man. I, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough just kind of a place to be for the D-backs fans, I guess.
1: Yeah. That's probably another reason why they didn't, they didn't trade him because you had been selling low on Ketel Marte. Like you just said, he's been hurt like the whole year. Like he's been elite whenever he's been on the field, but that hasn't come you know, uh, uh, you know, often, and I want to talk a little bit later because I did see a report saying Tatis may play a little center field. I mm-hmm. just want to give you a warning. Now that's a big reason why Kelton Marte is getting hurt so much is because he's playing so much goddamn mm-hmm. center. He should be going back <laughs> to second base or it's a lot safer position. Uh, but before we get there, you know, we've been talking a little trade deadline and you know, we got to We got to talk about the Padres trade deadline, but I actually want to talk to you a little bit about this weekend series. I know it was a couple of days ago, but I want mm-hmm. to talk to you about you Darvish because talking yeah. with Sully, he brought up, you know, he mentioned the point that since the crackdown, you mm. Darvish has been scuffling a little bit. And I want to know from you, Do you feel like the crackdown has affected you, Darvish, a little bit? Because he was dominant Saturday against the D-backs, no doubt about it, but it was the D-backs. So I I think I might be able to go out there and give you three to four innings against my own team. But you, Darvish, pre-D-backs, gave up at least four earned runs in four of his five previous starts. And that was beginning in July. So do you feel like the crackdown has affected you, Darvish, a little bit? Yeah, so like post crackdown
0: basically Darvish's year was has been around like six point two five. Before then it was two point two, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least very, very similar numbers. All I know is a six out of two. Uh so yeah, absolutely. I think it has to be brought up. It could be that he's in a bad stretch. It's happened before. There are plenty of pitchers that start off slay Luis Castillo is the reverse of this where Luis Castillo was awful to begin the season. And then in the post crackdown, he's been one of the more important ACE number one pitchers in baseball lately. Uh, he's been awesome, especially with that strikeout rate. He's been awesome for the Reds, and They're the team that's right on our heels. So there's, it's definitely not for sure that this has been a part of it, but you look at stuff like his RPMs, you look at his, his rotations per minute, his revolutions, per minute as the scholarly folk mm. like to say with this stuff that it went down basically by a lot granted it's going down for a lot of pitchers right now and i actually do think that while it is good uh in a vacuum that major league baseball is kind of cracking down on this there's one thing from using pine tar to using spider Tech, and some of this stuff where people are like i go over to pick up the ball in the grass and it literally like it's stuck to like like all right like we need to probably relax with that stuff but i also think at one hand it's like they did do it mid And I think that doing it mid season might not have been the best course of action. I'm not just saying this because of my pitcher. believe me, there's every other team has been affected by this. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just my team. So I do wonder if, was that a little bit of a mistake maybe, but then on the other hand, it's like, all right, are you guys like, you guys are major league baseball pitchers. You can't tell me that it's like throwing jello now compared (laughs) to throwing like a brick. You know what I mean? Like it's very, so I, I, on one hand, my thing is like, I do feel for you guys. I do think it was really poorly executed on major league baseball's part to just kind of, Boom. We're seeing that offense is down panic button, get rid of the spire attack, everything. We won't even give everybody like a notice and all that stuff. And then you have Garrett Cole looking like a buffoon in the press conference, which is hilarious, (laughs) by the way, Um, even though he's back to looking pretty, pretty steady himself. But I I do think that at the same time, it's like, all right, guys, come on. Your major league baseball pitchers figure it out. So I'm definitely worried about it. It's definitely something to be brought up. And it's not like he generated a ton of whiffs uh, on his stuff against the D backs, which is a bad team. Um, so, but my other thing is like, he's Udarvish and he's been dominant before and he'll figure it out. He's a constant very infamous in some ways tinkerer. This is a guy that throws like 90 different pitches. He has the Supreme. He has the Supreme split finger. He has the curve. He's got the change up. He's got the fork ball and the cordial ball and the cork tastic ball. Let's give hmm. a little ratchet and clank reference. Yeah, whatever. I was going to say, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all sorts of stuff that he's got. So with his repertoire and how Seemingly addicted he is to tinkering with his game. I think he's going to be okay. I think the question, though, is whether or not he's going to be an ace ace anymore. It wouldn't surprise me if he regresses to just being solid, like a solid good starter, but not being that wipeout ace at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And that might affect the Padres uh, going forward, especially with the, the struggles largely from the rest of the rotation.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to need a larger sample size, but so far in that start against the D-backs, his spin rate stuff was back up to where it was pre-crackdown. So Mm -hmm. that's just something to track. Maybe it was a little blip on the radar. I think there's definitely Mm -hmm. correlation between his bad play and the crackdown stuff, but that doesn't mean he can't figure out, you know, Mm -hmm. a a different way to start delivering his pitches to get back to the, you know, the level of effectiveness he was at pre-crackdown. So I wouldn't be too worried about you, Darvish. I mean, he's still stud. I mean, he is a little bit older. Maybe there's some arm fatigue. Teague is a guy who's throwing a, a lot of innings over his career. Uh, Cause how old is he like 34, 35? I want to say 34, 34. Yeah. So he's got some, you got some miles, some miles on that body, some miles on that arm, but I don't think I will be too worried about you Darvish. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. Now, for tomorrow's pod, I either got part two with Javi or part, what, four or five with Sully. So you guys tweet me at Lockdown Dimebacks on who you want to hear for tomorrow's pod. It's either going to be Javi it's going to be Sully. Just tweet me. Maybe I'll make a poll on Twitter for who you guys want to hear. So don't forget to follow Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram or my personal account at CreatorThomas24 so you guys don't miss a minute of the action. And as always, gotta come back tomorrow for the best Diamondbacks news, coverage, and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!